Yo, what's going on, Relay? Kofuzi here with Tommy Runs, and this is episode two of, I don't know what we're calling it, Running Influencer Podcast, for lack of a better name. I don't know what's in a name. I, anyway. I don't like that name. Okay. Well, you didn't come up with any other good <laughs> the, the options. The No Name Podcast. No Name Podcast is so, I feel like there's probably a dozen podcast names. There's got to be no, a bunch of the No Name Podcast, but we're here, and we're going to talk about how people exist kind of in the running world, even though uh, some of us are not running professionals in terms of like actually being like at the world-class elite level of the sport but we're still kind of here you know yeah so can Tommy, they see us too yeah they can see us too because it's going to go up on youtube or relay <laughs> patreon i'm not sure where it, but it'll go up they'll see it with yeah, right. YouTube. yeah um yeah. i got a name i think right okay. so okay. a play a play on behind the scenes okay. right but behind the influence yeah. Okay. But it, okay. How do how do we? But I like, okay. Mike did not I, like it immediately. I'm just, I just wanted to have. I don't need. It doesn't have to say have run in the name, but I kind of wanted to have run in the name or something like that. So you know, it's about runners. Yeah, it's true. Or I guess it could be behind the influence, behind the influencer. Influence versus influencer, I think, is hard because then it's like influence suggests yeah, yeah. like it could be anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I like influencer. But I don't know. We can we can we can we can workshop this some more. I'm gonna yeah, probably yeah, edit yeah. this whole part. Out. Maybe not right now. No, like this has to be in there. Okay, okay, fine. We'll leave it all in here. But Tommy, I like the idea that your your show has no name because it speaks to what you guys are doing, which is like, hey, brand, would you like yeah. <laughs> would you like to partner? Like, I'm open to uh, collaboration. Open to collaboration. Open to collaboration. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue at all. See, that's that's the real reason why we got Peter Bromka here. For those of you who don't know, I mean, everyone that's watching this really knows who Peter Bromka already is. But we thought that this would be a great person to bring in. Peter is a, I would say, a multi-hyphenate. He's an excellent runner himself. He runs with Bowman Track Club Elite, which is not the professional group. As Which a, is a bad name. We can talk about yeah. that sometime. It's a bad <laughs> so, name. From one bad name to another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's also someone that has a regular job. He's a dad, he's a husband, uh, and he's a writer as well. He writes about running. You've, If you don't know if you've read Peter Bromka's writing about running, you probably have read Peter Bromka's writing about running. Uh, so Peter, we're glad to have you here today. Thanks. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I enjoyed the first episode of this yet to be named podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to participate. Also, like I messaged you, I feel like many of the listeners I maybe speak for many of them when I say I have questions for you two that I would love um, essentially more backstory. I'm really curious okay. about more of the trajectory. But um, sure. yeah, I'm happy to be here with you guys. I have a, yeah. We have a lot to dig into. Tommy, what, what yeah. do you, you got a race coming up. We were just talking about this off camera. What do you got coming up? Well, I've got, I got, I got Twilight 5000 um, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, so this by is the time not this a, comes out, it'll have already happened. This is not an evergreen episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm racing soon, and uh, it's a Twilight 5000 here in Detroit, and I'm really excited about it, and um, I've been training for some faster stuff, because I got Berlin on the horizon, so uh, it should be fun, and I'm actually going to be, me and a couple buddies of the PR project are going to be emceeing the event tomorrow night, so all three of us are oh, in different, okay. all three of us are purpose, not purposely, but all three of us are in different heats. So 
you know, two of us will be there, like, at all times, at least, you know, so this should be a fun, cool, like, wild night, so. So you'll be, like, on, like, the, like, the high school PA system, like? No, I think, no, they're gonna have a DJ, oh, so okay. she's, she's bringing, she's bringing, like, okay. like, four mics. Okay. Um, all I need is one mic, but, you know, she's bringing four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I like that. that you're bringing the heat to, I know this is what Tracksmith is doing, is bringing the excitement to Track 5K, but in general, I'd say, most of us amateur runners don't run a lot of track 5Ks, yeah. which um, they can be super intimidating. And I like, I, A, I like the tracksmith approaching that, but then I think you're like br- making it real. You're like, no, I'm prepping for it. I'm yeah. excited to take it on. Like, yeah, it's yeah. making it a little more, less precious, more like, here we go. Yeah, yeah, like, here we go. Like, have some fun, but then also, like, try to, like, you know, flow it into the summer speed vibe. Um, it should be really cool, though. But um, I'd much rather, like, because, like, I definitely want to hear, like, that's about, like, how you do what you do. Because I've heard about you, I heard about you, Peter, like, well before, like, I met you. And, you know, like, you, ins- like, you inspired me with your, with your writing about running. Huh. Like, the way that you, like, reflect on, on, I guess, like, the emotions and the thoughts that you, that you, that I think all of us go through, but just never really put it into, like, words Mm. Um, to the point where someone else could maybe like pull from it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think I try to do that in a lot of my like my um, captions. But I guess like if I could start off, start you off with a question: like, when did you start writing about your running in the in the way that you do? No, it's a great question. Thank you for saying that. I mean, I find that when people say I was inspired by this or that, I've now it's twenty twenty three, and in twenty fourteen I ran the Chicago Marathon. And uh, it was the first, I, afterwards, I wrote an essay about it. I kind of sat down, poured, a, went to a cafe, got a beer, started writing. And like within a few hours, I had a form of an essay that then I sent to a friend who was a writer. And I sent it to her like, hey, I'm thinking of putting this online. There's this new website, medium.com. I think I'm going to put it up. Would you give me some feedback? And so she did. And in short order, I put it online and then i mean this speaks to like internet 10 years ago nine years ago i put it on my facebook and it just like for myself it went like wildfire like mm-hmm. a i'm super proud of that essay even going back now and reading it again i'm like whoa where did this like come from i mean to spoil an essay that's been out nine years my father was going through uh heart trouble at the time and he was a runner growing up. So the title of the essay is raised a runner. Um, he brought me to the track when I was like six days old and like put me on the track and was like, Hey, look, here we go. Um, so I've always been a runner, but in those years I was coming back to competing and back to racing. And I ran the Chicago marathon and had this wonderful day and really was just like, wow, that was an amazing day. I never want to forget about. And I would love to be able to come back to, and I'm not sure how many, days like this I'll have. So I want to capture it and tell the story and something about just the poetry of like that moment in my life. I, I thought I'm not going to write this as kind of like a blog post of here's what happened, ABC, a timeline and more just like tell the, trying to dive into the backstory of why it meant so much and why there was so much emotion, like going through the streets of Chicago for me. Um, and why finishing, I'd picked this arbitrary goal of trying to run under six minute pace, which is 237.20 or something, you know, like 
it just seemed arbitrary, but it meant so much that I put it into an essay and then I put it online. And by the nature of Facebook back then, like it just got this huge reach. And then it, what was cool is I could see it was shared on all these groups that I was not a part of that I couldn't see. So people would, I'm like, how did you find this? And they're like, oh, it got shared in my run club or, you know, our Roadrunners Association of Ohio. And I was like, whoa, this is super powerful. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I've since put dozens of essays out and really gotten into um, into thinking about myself more as a writer in this space. And also shortly thereafter, I'd say like about two years, around 2016, 2017, I started to really use my Instagram to document my running experience, which many people do. It's not like that particular, but I realized... I've actually gone back and thought about it a lot. And I was like, you know, I think by then I'd been on Instagram like five, six, seven years and was getting a little tired of the like, hey, look, it's Christmas. Like, oh, we're at the beach, da, 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 like the year. And I was like, oh, but there's this thing. I'm really, I'm noticing like the nerves before race day. I kind of want to write about that. Or like, you know, the, the camaraderie you find with that person you just met out in the on the road during the middle of a race. So I started writing about these little, I thought of it as like, again, documenting little th threads of things in the running world that I didn't want to forget about, um, which it's funny describing these things because so much of this stuff exists now. But at the time, I think, w you know, we still all are all just trying things. But at the time, I was just very much trying it. Um, and so, yeah, bit by bit, I put out more and more essays to the point where I was like, oh, I should have a in 2019. I was like, I should put up a website to, like, help people find the other essays, you know, that I you know and that's where the internet becomes like we've talked about like so always changing and morphing and algorithms and things because i started a newsletter and a mailing list essentially in 2019 because people were like how do i know if there's a new essay by you and i'm like i guess medium.com will alert you like you just start to feel like how can i be as proactive as possible for the people who genuinely are like let me know and I'm like, am I just going to individually Gmail, email like each person who said like, right. hey, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's snowballed and like that that I think like you guys have spoken to that back and forth with people in the running world from around the world becomes this thing that's like highly addictive, like totally always still a surprise. Um, hearing how your the things you put into the world the things i've been putting in the world impact people um so yeah it's, it feels like it's both been going in ways i never predicted and also like hopefully like just getting going and we'll see where things lead do you still have that web page now do you still use it yeah i mean peterrobka.com okay I, to my chagrin i just realized recently that it's on like an old squarespace uh <laughs> editor and if i want to like make anything cool it's like oh sorry you have to rebuild the whole thing um so i'm trying yeah. to think about that like how dynamic to make it um i think of it as like i do think how do i think about it if you're in a reading in a moment of reading what i f hear from people is like they don't necessarily read my stuff super fast or all at once but they like start to pull on that thread and like one essay um that friends send around will lead to another essay um and it's worth noting that during that period 2017 18 19 i was like heads down training as hard and running the marathon as hard as i had ever run in my entire life and so i was really like nose against the grindstone 
seeing things intensely. I was feeling them like very intensely. And um, I mean, Mike, I am always inspired by the way you said, like, I wasn't really seeing, you know, shows in the style that I wanted to see. So I thought I'd make that show. I think that is a great, it, essentially like very similar to, I had grown up around running and read up above me. I have like a bunch of the, the classic books in the running world. And I was like, okay, there's like a lot of books by champion, former champions or people who've overcome like really impressive things. And those are like always interesting. And I'm like, I'm sort of in this middle. I'm just like trying hard and feeling these things that I, I don't know if are people talking about this. I, I think more people should be talking about this. So I, that's what I wanted to put in the world. Um, the most widely read essay I ever, I have written to date is uh, the marathon doesn't owe you anything, which was all came about because in 2018, I was training so hard and really obsessing like this marathon game. We know like the different spring races and the fall races and someone, some guy I followed on Strava at the time posted like, oh man, had a tough one. Like this is not the marathon I deserved. And I was like, deserved? Like, what did he what did he deserve? Like, you know, we all train hard and we all try, but like, it's just felt like I fundamentally disagreed with how he was seeing it. And I was like, but what is that? Why is that? So I decided to explore that sort of in, I, I consider it that essay, like a love letter to the journey of a marathon. And it's, it's been read like ten, tens of thousands of times online and people will constantly write me out of the blue and be like, this got sent around my run club. You know, we're 16 weeks out from New York and people, someone sent it out and thank you for writing. So I always put my email at the bottom of essays saying like, um, you know, like reach out, like I'm a, I'm a person, I'm not like a media brand, you know, like it's just, uh, so it's been interesting to see my writing show. I really do think like these things have multiple lives. Like I had my life with it and then I put it out and you see people like have handwritten it passages from some essays and like put on their wall or I mean I wrote an essay where I wrote the phrase like you are strong you are able um as a reminder to myself that in those moments where you're really like you will be tomorrow in your 5k like you'll be right up against like no I can't do it and then you'll be like no 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 like I am strong right now I can do this and so this woman you know you get tagged on Instagram like she has tattooed like strong like like safe, able on her knuckles. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Like people are really making, I'm like flattered, but I'm like, people are making new meaning from, to me, that's like their own layer on it. So I think it's pretty fun. And I think it's why like Relay came about because we all had this feeling of like wanting to connect with others who were trying things and didn't always know what would come of them. Yeah, I think, I think that that's, um... I think that's dope for me because like there's like this whole like runner influencer vibe you know and and I feel like the reason I've always had like some type of pushback like or I recoil a little bit when I hear the word because I, I picture something um, that I don't think that I am uh, not in a bad way not like that I think that I'm not good enough to be something that I vision, but I'm just oh I'm not that like I have this one image that probably is it's incorrect but it's just like Everybody has like you know when they hear certain words, it's just like that's what that's what they picture. But when when the cool thing about like the way that at least that I was introduced to you and the way that explain you explain like the way that you that your your writing has kind of circulated kind of circulated it's circulated all over um, and it has its own life and second life and third life. 
um, that you you're influencing in a in a much different way uh, than like the typical like influencer vibe that you kind of see. And I really appreciate like the way that to to have an influence enough where people think that years later something that you wrote about your experience now just helps someone through a marathon or you know like I think you just briefly said something about throttling you know a few seconds up or down you know what I mean that thing you wrote right before Boston and I thought about that a lot during my race you know so you're influencing like in many different ways and it's just really cool to hear you doing it in a way that's like super expressive to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I landed a couple of years ago on this idea of honesty and insight are like the two filters I use for myself. Like, am I being really honest about what I feel and I'm thinking? And I'm, is there an insight in there that I find interesting? Because, you know, like we're obsessing like, okay, how are we going to make the most about Boston? And then I'll, I've done this enough times that I would notice, oh, there's this I call it like there's a layer of like the fortune cookie truth to like how to like the, it's about the journey, not the destination. Like pressure, prefer, pressure is a privilege. There's all these things that we like get passed around and you're like, sure, sure. But like what's interesting to me is how it's always harder than we think it'll be. You know, like it always just it's not as though we just apply these principles and ta-da, like success every time. And so uh, what I have thought about is like I only want to put stuff into the world that adds to like the genuine resourcefulness of like this feels really true and sometimes i'll like write something down and i'll be like wait a second there's like a deeper thing going on there um that i maybe i'm not acknowledging to myself yet or like um why does this matter to me or why is this difficult um and so yeah i mean things I've thought about it broadly about like running and marathoning. And then I've also thought about it very specifically around like Boston, you know, I've run Boston eight times now. And what I love is like, you could just keep trying it and there's all these little nuances. So, um, I have, I try to approach it and I think kind of everyone in relay has this, that's why we're, we get along well as this deep respect for like this game being bigger than us. And it's not as though we've figured it out. And so, um, you know, there's people in the, if you kind of go to that generic, like annoying influencer, it's like, I've, I have it all figured out. I'll just like, uh, I'll explain, I'll sort of ex over explain to you how to do it. And, but then I think there is like a, maybe we can transition like the blessing and the curse of, I have done a lot of stuff that I, I've mostly written when I've just felt compelled, like I need to write this piece. Um, I haven't written a lot of, for, I, I haven't, Spoiler alert, I haven't written for much financial gain. Um, you know, I've made a lot of the essays I've written for outside trail runner, um, podium runner, uh, are, were like a couple hundred dollars, you know, they're just like, and they're, so when you're only getting compensated at that level, like I'm going to own, it's not enough money to like corrupt me, you know, like, what do you want yeah. me to say for 20 grand? Sure. I love 50 these grand. Shoes. Yeah, uh, exactly. You kind of go, Oh, um, so editors have written me and been like, would you want to write more? And I'm like, tell you what, for the amount of money you're offering, like I'll just be thinking on topics. And then as they come to me, if I feel like I could write that essay, like I really want to, um, then I t typically pitch. Um, but you know, you're, there are many, I don't consider myself a real journalist in the space cause I don't write frequently enough and I don't pitch and I don't pursue pieces at the frequency of some of our, you know, peers and friends who really 
they hustle hard and they like make they piece together a full, whole living off it, which I have a tremendous respect for. But there is a temporality. Like you joked about this being an evergreen episode. I really try to write about things. I do race recaps here and there, um, but I try to write about things that I'm like, huh, I want to I get this down and um, I, I want to be able to come back to it. And I think it's important, whereas a lot of the things we come across in the written internet are like, it's hot, it's right now, and then it's gone. And like, it's meaningless. And it like, you would never go back to read a race preview for you know western states 22 or something but like so i'm glad someone writes that <laughs> like great um yeah, so, so then for yeah. for the marathon doesn't owe you anything like your what you said was like your most well-read piece like did you yeah. make any money off of that at all oh so like it's the medium that's where like yeah i've made um maybe a few hundred dollars on medium it, it doesn't always it'll break it out actually monthly by like here's what we paid you per um oh, okay. you know you got this one earned three dollars and fifty cents today um well, i didn't know medium yeah. had that so I, yeah I, yeah I, I thought medium was just like a place where you just like throw stuff up into the ether you know absolutely so they they created a paywall where you get like three oh. uh articles for free i mean mm -hmm. but to, to be honest the, a month and then if you subscribe then you get unlimited and so then if you get readership you know you get views and reads then you get um paid per um because of the people who are you know paying into the pot i will say though for who i am in this world like i'm like i think i want to make my essays free because i would rather them impact more people than like me get 75 cents um and then i see some i'm not sure what the latest is over at medium but um you know there would be a tech reporter who's like here's top 10 reactions to the Apple VR headset. And you get like, you'd see it had 30,000 views. And I'm like, okay, like that's a beat. That guy is hopefully getting compensated. And then medium is, you know, making it worth his time to put his stuff onto medium. Um, I will say I, I had a buddy who works in the internet space a couple of years ago, be like, you need to be driving people to peterbromka.com and just like put your writing on your own website and like have them want to sign up for your mailing list and just like, build something that's more yours and so i stopped putting stuff on medium and i i kind of agree with that i'm like it's not a big financial move one way or another but i i got tired of leaving it up to medium whether or not people like found out about the next um piece i didn't think they were doing a great job of that and i certainly wasn't gonna make life decisions based on like the the 65 dollars every couple months um and so yeah and i got an email it looked like decently generic, but it was like, Hey, we miss you over at medium.com. Like we, you know, you used to put pieces over here and let us know how we could hop on a call and make it worth your time. And you're like, I see why they need creators. But I mean, you see this all the time on YouTube. I'm sure like, what are the ways that changes they make? Um, so yeah, I would say like the money over there was, uh, fine. And it's like, um, but it's, what was interesting was when I made it at some point, I started a Patreon, which I was just like, hey, I don't even know what this will be, but if you want to support what I'm putting into the world. And that was like not insignificant money in terms of like, I was never exactly, I would say maybe use present future tense. Like I was, I'm still not totally sure what to put over there because I certainly don't write frequently enough to say like, oh, I'll, I'll write one exclusive, um, you know, article a week or a month. And the same has been true for, I've enjoyed, I moved my mailing list over to Substack because they do a nice job of design. And 
I think they're doing a good job with a brand. Like if you say, hey, sign up for my Substack, my sense is people are like, okay, that's a thing. Like I could subscribe or I could unsubscribe and it's not sketchy. Whereas if you say like, hey, give me your email. They're like, whoa, <laughs> like, what are you, t-? like, yeah. people are like, what are you doing with it? And you're like, what am I, what am I, what am I doing with it? I thought you <laughs> wanted my writing. Like, I'm not, ugh. Um, so it's, it's constantly this, I'm sure you guys can commiserate. Like you have to step outside yourself and see like, how would this be perceived by people who are not thinking through it the way I'm thinking through it? Yeah. I've never collected an email address for that reason. Just cause like. I, that's my reaction when someone was like, hey, enter your email and I'll do this and this and this for you. I'm like, no, thanks. Is this a blog? I, I could just visit the site periodically. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. how I feel, you know? And so like I've, uh, like Substacks, I've subscribed to a handful here and there. But like um, yeah, the whole like, you know, the advice that they give to people like uh, like us, I guess. Yes. Of like, you know, you have to make sure you control your audience or like have mm-hmm. control over how you contact them. Because like, what if Medium goes away or what if YouTube shuts down tomorrow? You know, they're like, you, you, <laughs> right. how would you communicate with them? I'm like, well, if YouTube went down, email's probably gone too. You know, so I'm yeah, like, I'm not like bigger concerned. things. Right. You know, so I'm not concerned about that. But, you know, it's, it is, it is the advice that, that seems like the best practice that seems to be out there. But I don't follow that at all i worked at an internet startup 10 years ago and uh this woman was like or someone on our team was like oh our we're hosted on amazon cloud and then this person on the team was like what if amazon cloud goes down yeah and then we (laughs) were all like man then the internet's got bigger problems than our website going down like things are life is not moving forward that day and we've seen it a few times so yeah i think it's a shrewd uh perception of like you i feel like and honestly we've been thinking about this as relay we just announced we're going to move to public um because the paywall thing has been like unclear how to talk about it how to communicate how to and we're all like we know what it's like to be that consumer who's saying like how should i spend dollars and so i would say it's constantly evolving um (laughs) and yeah I i mean i'm looking forward to learning from to be totally frank, I'm le- looking forward to learning from all of you how to think about and talk about and communicate um, if we ever if we end up taking on ads, uh, like mm-hmm. how that can be, you know, just very upfront. I find myself like Matt Chittam years ago would be like Athletic Greens, da da da, and then I would text him like, "What do you actually think of Athletic Greens? Like, do you <laughs> actually drink that green stuff, or are you just sort of like spitting it out?" And he'd be like, and, "You know," and then he's we tend to be friends with upstanding people who say like, no, 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 I'm not like reading ads for things I think are trash, but, um, it's, it's a suspicion. So yeah, I mean, I have known for me, it started and ended with, I really love running. I love the running like ecosystem of stuff that's out there. And I want to contribute stuff to it that I'm really proud of. And that I think, um, I'm like, huh, that was interesting to me and I'm obsessing it. So maybe it'll be interesting to other people. Um, and maybe that's not that different than other people. I will say like, I grew up no, writing I, and like, I, I got more into writing recently because I just had that. I used it as an outlet. Um, I was, my mom said to me years ago, like, why are you right? Well, how did this writing stuff come about? I'm like, I think I've always been a writer, but I didn't really have that thing to dive deep on. And so yeah. I, once those two overlapped, then I was like, let's roll. 
You said something there, like you said that you don't think that the way that you, um, you know, that you write about things that you're interested in, or you, you know, do things that you're interested in, and then maybe someone else is, and you said maybe that's not that different from everybody else. I think that that is. I think that that's accurate. Like I think that's the way to go about doing that. Any of this is to to see something that you're interested in or that you want to see more of, and then like just doing that thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that all of the people that that have you know, larger followings or are, are contributing something, you know, meaningful to the space. I think they all probably started in that same manner. Like I know, um, like, like Mike or Kafuzi, uh, was like, yo, I got I never call you Mike. And like right now I do. <laughs> um, but like, so, you know, when he started doing the, the shoe reviews, it was like, he was like, there's not enough here for me to like, there's something missing. Like let somebody should be talking about these. And so he started it, and that, and then now he's like, now, now look at him. I mean, he, he, he. That's the only time you know he's like he's a superstar. But I think that that's like it's it's nice to hear you say that, and like in a different, you know, um, avenue than like than I would have considered. Hmm. But then that anybody listening too, it's like, because I've had people like directly message me like, hey, how did you get a contact at you know Saucon here? How like, <laughs> like le legit like directly like can you send me your you know whatever and i'm like your yeah. person and i'm like that i don't know if that's the way to go about doing it but i think it's the thing about like it just if you're listening and you want to do some of this or something on your own don't like just do the thing that you feel like really good about and yeah. interested in and then just keep going at that and then eventually it could be something because there's so many people on the planet like chances yeah. are like you know, at least you know five hundred thousand people probably like what you like. You know what I mean? At least you know that's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, you get that. I mean, I've I've heard recently. I mean, that's what's interesting about almost this show is like the discussion of the this, we're like discussing the act of mm. what we're doing, like the craft. Um, I mean, and that idea of like what works for you. You got to try things and see what works for you. And what doesn't work for you um and you know so for you tommy like i always like when you go live and you're answering questions and you're just sort of like it feels like we're sitting there with you and if, if you extrapolated that to like advice for like everyone on instagram should start going live and right. chatting like yeah. i'd be like oh gosh this is horrible no. like we've created a monster um yeah. and it, but it because it came naturally to you i mean Mike, in 2020, I was like thinking about doing more writing, more consulting, um, stuff I do. And my buddy at Nike who worked in media planning and stuff called me and he's like, he sent me two Nick Bear videos and he's like, don't say no. I think you should do this. I think you should do like a daily vlog about your life. He's like, um. it both is exploding and there's a dearth of content for men your age like looking at the demographics there is like not enough content for men your age um and i was like so pissed because i was like i think you're right and i don't i just don't want to do it but i, I don't think do you're it. wrong uh you but didn't I, want, wait, I was, you didn't want to do the vlogging or you didn't want to be nick bear because he's a very different person than oh, no i mean i i have respect for nick he's for like no being, no i being... want to be nick bear i just don't want to do the content <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i want to be nick bear actually well i don't you know about you guys like these people are just like people like i was in austin two winters ago and i crossed paths with nick i'm like hey what's oh, up man yeah. and he's like hey and i'm like thanks for your stuff he's like 
thanks. And then we like kept walking and I was like, that to me is like the way I love to interact with quote unquote celebrities. Like, you know, like don't need selfies. Don't need like, it's just like, cool. Um, Do you regret doing that in 2020? Like trying to start like daily something at that point? I've wondered about that. Um, It seemed very like on brand for Peter Bromka to put it, to use a phrase. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't think it would have. I think technically, Ooh. if you distill what I do to like storytelling, um, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't think, in a good way, he was pushing me sort of like any good friend does. That's like, hey, if you're interested in this, I think you should pursue it more um, because it seems like the roads are leading that way. And, but I mean, for instance, Mike, the way that you show us part of your life, but not all of your life, um, my joke. You know the whole like people say what's up fam um like what's up friends i'm like if i had i was joking to my wife i'm like if i had started a youtube video like the youtuber youtube followers would have been my family because you would have left me and like, <laughs> like i'd never see my son again <laughs> i was just like what's um, up my only what's up my only family it's peter yeah, here yeah text me if you have my number please uh, here's my number i have no i've been yeah. alone no i mean and Obviously, you can make it what you want to make it, but then I've heard these stories. Like, I'm friends with Josh Sanchez, who has really hustled hard to make a bunch of stuff, and he's told me at times, like, he's really run himself into a deficit and had to recharge, um, even though he enjoys it. You know, it's just like, it can take... You have, so... Um, I love Dr. Josh, by the way. Oh, of course. I tried to keep... Did I, I, have you ever, have I told you the story? I tried to keep up with him at a 5K in Eugene uh-oh, at Worlds. Uh-oh. Oh, so Worlds, yeah. Yeah, there was the 5K at Worlds for the marathon. There was, like, there was a mass participation event, too. Uh-huh. And I see Dr. Josh there, and I'm like, all right, I know he's a lot faster than me, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and get some <laughs> footage of him at this race because I wasn't running it hard. I was just going to run it. And so I was like, I'm going to go up by Dr. Josh, and I'm going to try to go prone for as long as I can. Wow. I'm like, maybe I'll keep up with him for like 200 meters, right? Uh, the the race is about to go off already before the race even starts. People are like just flooding in front of me. They could they're they're sizing me up and they're like no, and so <laughs> no. they're just like kind of like edging their way in front of me. <laughs> and so even before the gun goes off, I'm like four rows back. Gun goes off. Everyone starts. I, I start sprinting as hard as I can, and even at my sprinting, he's still putting distance away from me. And I was like, see you later, Doctor Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, buddy. I mean, what I love. And this is where like the craft becomes like its own motivation. He um, he and I have run some races. We've been we're technically on the same team, although he he lives all different places, so I don't see him as quite that much. Um, I have never gotten to ask him like how much being putting stuff on YouTube has motivated him to try more repeatedly. Like he'll just show up to the track and be like, "I'm going to try break 15 today," and I'm like, "Jesus, that sounds really hard." <laughs> And like, he'll just, you know, I've watched the video. He's like cracked himself for two miles and then like fallen apart. But I'm like, I know how hard we all know how hard, like, regardless of pace, how hard that is to do. And so I'm like, I wonder sometimes like, oh, is it, I can't get myself to do that. But maybe if you're like, I have this invested audience and they would love to see me do it. So like, I'm going to go to the well today. So yeah, he said, I remember on Instagram, he announced he was going to hammer that world's citizen race 5k and i was like oh god that sounds horrible like i'm gonna be jogging around cheering you on i remember being like here we go uh yeah i think you came in like fourth or fifth that day he, yeah, he did yeah. he did really well 
Uh, I, I came up to him much much later. After, after this. <laughs> I was about that, five minutes behind him. <laughs> that is interesting, though, that you asked him like if he if like what he does like lends like actually has him like work harder and train more, you know. And I think that like I'm in the same like kind of oddly in the same boat. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that, like at that level at all. But I think that like that's how I started doing insta you know doing videos was just sharing the journey and I think at that time in my life I just kind of needed like likes and stuff and just like affirmation that I was going in a positive direction and but it what about accountability yeah and it was it was both it was like I'm gonna go try to run this you know um, or I'm running a marathon or a half marathon or whatever and I'm gonna try to do this and it was for that accountability like to have more people kind of see you doing it but then it also like is that that like reassurance that like okay this is a positive thing and I'm going in a good direction and other runners you know like it so this is I mean we're we're good to go and it wasn't mm -hmm. like a I don't think I wasn't close enough to running to know that they were run influencers and stuff so and I don't even know like I don't, yeah I think it was like 2018 oh. so I don't even know like what what was happening then like in running anyway. Um, other than like Elliot Kipchoge breaking two, you know, in 19, yeah. I think that was, or 18. Yeah. Um, so. But it's very it, intuition. It's intuitive to you. You're like, well, yeah. this would be fun. And it was just, so just create some stuff, have some fun. And then as it's gone, though, I have used it as like a, like, I got to keep going. And not because I have to, because I want to. Like, I want to keep going and I want to mm -hmm. keep sharing and I want to keep like creating this content. So it is kind of cool to like get rolling in a direction um, and I think use it to for like good you know like for to like keep that momentum yeah i mean i think of this idea of like to do some of the stuff we all do like to go out on a random sunday and say like it really really matters how i perform in this foot race we do i think have to there's this idea of a hero's journey and like thinking of yourself taking on something heroic and not just backing down i mean i'll say i, I have people reach out to me all the time and they're like i love your stuff i don't like racing because it's too stressful for me. I love running. Um, you know, I want to know about if there's new shoes or new things I should be trying. But like the the journey you describe, I relate to, but have uh, chosen not to pursue because it's just too nerve wracking for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can understand that. Um, I will say, like, I don't know if you've seen. I wrote a piece in the spring of 2018 called "Burn the Boat," where I just declared I was going to go for the OTQ. Um, and that to me is like the most crystallized version of what you're saying, Tommy, where I was like, I really want to go after this and I want to think through all the things it's going to take. And I kind of want, I don't think I had actually thought it all the way through of like, I want social accountability from the running community. Yeah, but I think yeah. I did. I was like, I want to put this out there and I think I'm going to fail. So I want to like name that and like let myself free from that like expectation. Um, I mean, it's interesting you put these things out in the world. I'm sure you guys see this, the, the stuff that comes back to you. So like when I, well, I'll tell people like, Oh, I'll ask people like, Hey, what's your goals? You know, let's say guys who are around like two thirty for the marathon. And I've sometimes wondered, I hear it so often guys say like, well, I'm thinking about eventually trying to get that OTQ. I'm like, it's also okay if that's not your goal. Like, I don't, I'm not going to think less of you if you don't want to try to go after this absurd time. But I'm like, oh, I, maybe there's a monster of my own creation. Like by declaring it so publicly, um, other people have been like, yeah, I'm going to go after it too. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, and I've actually said to a lot of them, like, just so you know, like 
pick a time barrier. You know, like if you haven't broken 245 or 235 or 230, like there's that's a really fun journey as well. And it's not just like you should only look at this number picked by like this governing body. Um, Because, yeah, I I worry that this whole the the act of like declaring big goals can uh, start to become like overgrandized and people can I, I think just miss a lot of the fun along the way because they're like it's all about the mountaintop and you're like well but what about like a really fun day that just happens to be a number you know somewhere in the middle well yeah, I think like I think like the the, the part about like content and influencing thing it, it like it all lends itself to certain numbers you know like the sub three as opposed to like if somebody's like yo my goal is just to break 310 you know that doesn't sound as good it's as like, like dropping a YouTube video with the title of I'm trying to break three, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, like it's, it's, I think it's, we do it to ourselves, but it's like, that it is, it's right though. Like you, you should, you know, whatever your goal is, that's okay. Like for, to, for that to be your goal, it, it shouldn't be like, because yeah. everyone's trying to break three that you have to like, anything less than that is not good enough or something. That's you know, like you, the BQ. Like if you can't yeah, BQ, like, it's like, we're, you know, yeah, well, I remember, um, like, the first like influencer that I remember that like I ever recall like I'm like oh this is like not a professional person but I'm very mm-hmm. interested in this running was Kelly Roberts and mm-hmm. she had her series BQ or bust it started out on YouTube and then I think it moved to Instagram and now that's her kind of stuff has morphed to like a whole different kind of ecosystem of uh, of content that she creates but I remember like she originally had videos about her kind of like attempt at the BQ and I, like I feel like if it was just like some other time that is more, I guess, like not that the BQ wasn't realistic, but it was just some other number that wasn't a round number, like four, yeah. three thirty, or three. You know, it just wouldn't have had the same kind of like uh, attention grabbing to it. And so, like, I do think that sometimes there can be a little bit of like a maybe a not healthy like uh, feedback loop of like, well, I'm in this space, I need to do something big, and like saying like oh i want to do a 305 doesn't sound great even though that might be a really great next goal for me you know so it's like but then the other part of me is like well then there's just marketing though then you just make it a a sub three journey with the next marathon being 305 and then that's series one and series two you know so it's like i don't i don't know like at what point does it become like the tail wagging the dog but like at the same time, well, because, I'm like, I fall for it too. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch 315 or bust. I want to watch BQ or bust. You know? I hear you. Yeah, I mean, my friends have made fun of me in a good way by when I'm also, I'll occasionally send like a YouTube video to friends and be like, this guy bothers me. It's not you. <laughs> and <they're> like, <laughs> it's okay if it is me. Yeah, yeah. This guy, they're like, uh, yeah, Chittam's like, why don't you just call Mike yourself? Um, <laughs> but I mean, we all have seen that. Like there are definitely some people on YouTube with some killer thumbnails that like, then you get into it and you're like, why am I look? my gripe is always like, why am I looking at this guy's oatmeal again? Like why they're like everything that a first time marathoner eats the week of and you're like, Okay, maybe I didn't click on that one, but like there's <laughs> <laughs> like you're saying there's a lot to be sort of wrung out of these journeys, but it doesn't need to be. And there's many people, there's so many people in this space that like I try to give people the grace and the benefit of the doubt be like, you know, this isn't necessarily for someone who's run a bunch, but maybe for the very first timer. Um I think there's a tremendous opportunity right for like 
around that first time New Yorker. There's so many people, right, who are going to run New York as their first marathon for the first time and um, more storytelling in that space. Uh, I'm sure there's a ton, but like I have to appreciate. So like I try to appreciate, okay, that's that can be really valid for someone else. Um, But then I've tried to line up like we talked about, like I've said it and I mean it like that I identify with the people who are really staring down a goal regardless of what the time is and are really tackling it and biting off chunks and just like working at it over time, whether it is like two thirty, three, three thirty, four. Um and I think I mean that. I mean I've genuinely read race reports and watched videos of people who are like at all different paces be when they're really committed. There's a certain but I mean I'll admit there's a certain style of like I'm the expert I'll show you um that I that just always rank, rank, like gets under my skin because I'm like oh the the thing about running is there's always someone faster than you so like if you try to big dog like you're just going to get humbled you know um so that's where I find I gravitate towards the content creators who are like oh this game is never ending and it's like there's so much to explore um and and then yeah but I, it does play out over different mediums like my like for for a little bit like for in the beginning of the my marathon journey like it was definitely like getting you know, getting the BQ. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, I, I I got it fairly quickly into that part of the journey, and I guess now that we're talking about, I could have gone like, okay, what's next? Like what numbers next? And I never did. I never just I just never did that. It was just like we're just gonna keep working. We're gonna keep going and. And, and if I PR, we PR, you know, like, that'd be great. You know, like, I trade yeah. for a number, and then I'm going to try to run this number. Not necessarily, like, you know, this is how you run a sub, you know, 240, you know, and then, yeah. like, have to, like, try to manage that. Because that can be, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, that could be a really tough thing for people. Because, like, I've, I've, I know people, and, and you see people all the time that are looking for this number. And it's just yeah. not, it's not a healthy um like dynamic bet- between themselves and the number, and and if they don't get it, and I'm not talking about like everybody that does, that hasn't done like a sub three, but like there's certain things you can see like it bothers you know more, yeah. not necessarily because I didn't get my goal, but because I, all of my content or or all of my like my being has been like, this is what this is how you do this, you know, mm-hmm. and you see people like kind of preach like this is how you run a sub three, and yeah. then it's like that can't be your identity because I'm not going to run a sub three every time. Like, no, I mean, you will, Peter. I mean, but it's like, you know but what it's I mean? Also like, like the, even the way you phrase that, how some people are like, this is how to run a sub three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would never even I say, I think we're all in our own different bodies. As I start to coach athletes, I'm like really having to translate the lived experience because I know that I don't even know if what worked for me is going to uh, re- result in the same reaction in their body. And so I just think it's a little bit, I, I, that's like a re- big red flag for me. Like follow this to break three. I'm like, yeah. whoa, um, totally. you know, and so that's it's why like I you, appreciated it. Like, you know, like follow this to break 205. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, ah, uh, okay. Um, right. it, it shows like a lack of awareness of all the variables that come to play. And so I try to, focus less on like the how to and maybe to my detriment like maybe i would be bigger if i was like this is how and then bigger is this all these phrases you know um like are we just 
It's like, about followers, it's about influence. If you, if you wrote a thing or made some content and said, this is how you do this, like talking about Peter Bromka, if you said this, I, it would probably, it would do very well. Like, you yeah. know, if you said, this is how you run a sub three, it, it would probably go like, it would wildfire. Yeah. I mean, I'm pro- I mean, it would. But I, I respect the fact that you wouldn't do that because of the way that you, you know, just how you, like, operate. And like you're saying, I wouldn't, I... For where I'm sitting, I would be very hesitant to make promises about stuff that not fully appreciative of like all of the yeah. the factors that have to come to play. Because in the same way that I know, like I have teammates who are very fast, you know, and I'm just like, I am trying and they are trying and I cannot, I am watching what they're doing and I could try to emulate what they're doing and I'm not, it's going to be really hard for me to get to them. Um, so if they turned around, they're, they're like, well... I mean, the best part was there's this guy on my team who has broken four for the mile, and he was like, guys. This is how you do it. Yeah, he was like, a lot of people are getting injured. And, like, I just need you guys to know, like, we don't have scholarships anymore. He's, like, three years, a couple of years out of college. He's like, everyone should just, if you're feeling an ache or pain, like, chill. Just, like, take it easy. And we're like, man, this guy has, we love him, but he has, he doesn't have a full appreciation for how much talent he has and how, like, in some ways, easily the fitness comes to him because he's like saying that to guys who are just grinding, you know, just really working as hard as guys I know. And I'm like, so we were able to laugh about it, but we're also like, oh, um, the moment you turn around and go like, do exactly as I did, it's, it can be a very quick recipe for failure. Well, if you did, then it would be like, the marathon doesn't owe me anything, but Peter Bopka <laughs> sure as hell does because he said I was going to run some three. <laughs> Yeah, what? Yeah, wait. I've I've shifted to making promises. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, well, like, let no, me let that. me ask you, you this though, because like you know, like Tommy was like, well, you know, you wouldn't do that, making like a how to run a sub three kind of thing. But I mean, you are coaching, so in a way, you kind of are to the people you yeah. coach. But like, how do you decide? I mean, because you're kind of like, you have a persona that you've developed. Uh, whether it was intentional or not, just by the way mm-hmm. and the things that you've selected to kind of put out there. How do you decide, like, what is something that Peter Bromka does and what isn't? Because, like, on the one hand, you're, I feel like you're kind of like a, um, like something between a mix of like a Hemingway and a Kerouac in the running space. And then on the other hand, I'm like, you came to TRE last year and you were like looking at shoes, you know? So it's just like, yeah. how do you decide what is and what isn't Bromka? I mean, I think it's a great question that I hope to continue to evolve. I have definitely started from trying to keep it a really tight circle of I'm only going to put out stuff that I feel is I've deeply, genuinely experienced and I'm like almost documenting it for myself. I mean, I benefited. It was easiest for me. It's kind of like skiing downhill. Like the more speed you have, the more like you're able to like stay aligned and the more you like it's. Um, you know, the less steep you kind of go slower and you can like fall over and catch yourself on a little bump. Um, when I was training as hard as I was in 17, 18, 19, I was like, the grindstone was right against my nose and I would just be like trying my hardest and seeing and feeling things so genuinely that I didn't have an ulterior motive of like, ooh, this will play well. Like a lot of people will like this. Um, I mean, I've definitely written things and been like, I think that's the truest, most beautiful thing I've written. And like, you know, I I make fun of myself for shoving a bunch of words into Instagram, right? Like that's not the intent. Like the intent is for beautiful pictures and engaging scrolling videos. Um, So I've had a lot of fun with it, but 
I think on it will be interesting for me as you know even partaking in relay and like putting up a graphic about a podcast I'm kind of like uh I think this is worth people's time but um we've we're we're going tangential slightly from here's a lived experience I I felt that deeply and I want to share it with others um to I mean I I wrote some stuff when I was like the few times I failed at running the OTQ that I had felt them the moment so intensely that I just wrote down what came to mind and like pressed post and was just like, whoa, that in hindsight, I'm like, that was some really raw emotion that I didn't spend much time processing before I put it online. Um, but there was this, like you're saying, Tommy, like this very virtuous f- sense of people like being supportive and um, I don't like not much room even the way it plays out over different mediums, like on Twitter, I would like post a lot of participate in debates and participate in discussions. And I think that due to the nature of Twitter and the, how, where it all kind of went south, I actually in 2019 or something had to just write some rules for myself and be like, you're not going to try to convince anyone of anything. You need to stop. Like, don't be snarky. Like no one has time in their life for like snark. Like, because I caught myself kind of getting sucked into these ways of being on that platform um and so yeah as i think about like oh it would be fun to do more podcasts about this or it'd be fun to do relay collaborations about that i'm like okay what will my new rubric be for like should we do it or should we not do it i think the answer was we'll probably try out of a genuine sense of um like interest um and you know trying to come to it with some humility and put things out there but um yeah, I, I think it's an open question going forward. What I saw it is like I'd read enough running books uh, growing up that I kind of knew what existed and I knew what I liked and I knew how little there is out there. So I felt a freedom to like just try stuff because there just wasn't that much out there. I will say in the last two years, there's just been this ramping up of like the machine wants more content and more like the Internet is just like faster, shorter like da 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 and i've been like whoa and that's really what compelled me to start to outline a year ago i sat down and outlined a book that i want to write that i am writing actively about my journey leading up to 2016 17 18 19 um those four years of like heads down running because i'm like as much as i want to make stuff that yeah like this will go up and then it'll fade into the ether i also want to try to put some stuff out there that people could come back to years from now and be like that was that was one era of running but it was like his his best attempt at like codifying something that could stick around so are you going to go back to tre again this year oh yeah so then tre was (laughs) i had always wondered like it sounds interesting and i can't know unless i try Mm -hmm. like so it was honestly the hardest thing for me was i had had a blast because of all the people there um i don't know i didn't have it'll be interesting to see what plays out in the next six months i'd love to be able to make an excuse to go to it um i don't have a financial like quick payoff um for reason to be there but i think it could be fun to go to that type of stuff in the future i actually more hover at the layer of i don't have a reason to be in new york this year because i'm not like literally for myself as a runner but different runners from new york have been like hey man it'd be great to meet you i'm running new york are you going to be there so i would love i really get more excited about the way you guys like make create reasons to be in different cities um for big events because i love connecting with the running world like that yeah i'm just going 
I'm not yeah. running this year. So I'm going to go and my plan or hope is to kind of like reach out to brands and see like, all right, you guys are trying to do like six events over the course of the weekend. Do you want me to like headline one and maybe we'll do a live stream, maybe we'll do a meet and greet, maybe we'll do a shakeout, you know, so that's kind of mm-hmm. like how I try to approach some of those other weekends when I'm not racing um, and try to like cobble together, you know, like an appearance fee here and there to cover. I mean, it's a fun weekend to go and I see all yeah. some of my favorite people whenever I go to these things. And so it's like, how do I figure out a way to make some video content for the YouTube channel? Um, get some like you know personal enjoyment out of it by seeing people that i enjoy seeing um but then also get to do other fun things that i like with an audience which happens to sometimes uh create some revenue so that way at least like the hotel and the and the flights are are covered so that's kind of like my general plan for a lot of events nice like and i think you have a natural way of self-promotion of saying like this is what i'm going to do i'd love to and you genuinely want to see people and connect like have mm-hmm. those moments. Um, Zoe Rome, our former Relay member, announced her book yesterday for pre-order. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hammering her. I'm like, you got to promote the hell of it. You d- you wrote a whole book with Tina. Like, mm-hmm. you got to promote it. And, you know, it can't be, I think, in this world of uh, there being a lot of noise, it, it can feel difficult to talk about stuff. Um, repeated you know we're all busy we all have a million things going on so um i've appreciated how you're like i'm going to be in boston here's the schedule for boston just as a reminder like these are the events i'm doing in boston i don't think it's you know too much or over the top but it's like oh yeah mike i wasn't paying attention the first two times right the real reason for that is like every time i make a video of when i went somewhere they were like Oh, I wish I knew you were coming. I would have came out. And I was like, yeah. I talked about this on the Strava run club, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It on Twitter or threads yeah. or whatever people are using now. I made a story yeah. about it on Instagram. I had it pinned to my feed in Instagram. I made a YouTube video about it. I made a YouTube <laughs> post about it. I'm like, I made, I, I mean, I'm like, I guess we need to start collecting emails. Cause like, I need to email people. At I mean, point. yeah, that's, that's the problem. People are like, <laughs> You know, you need to do push text, like text to write somebody's phone. I will oh, be. Oh wait, I mean, I actually, I signed up for to learn about that thing a couple of years ago. What's it called? Like, uh, there's a name for like a. You could create like a text message based oh, yeah. community. Oh, okay. um, Gary nice. Vanderchuk was like promoting it a oh, lot. Okay. He was like, okay. you know, yeah. he's like, if you're a creator and you have an audience that likes your stuff, you can have them opt in to. He's like, I think. Also, it's like emails, gonna... but, but for text. But for text, because he's like, oh, this new generation doesn't even check email, but they're yeah. they'd be happy to get a Mr. Beast like text message, and I'm like, okay, Mr. Beast is one tier. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. do they want to get a Peter Bromka text message? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what would I put in that? Um, now I'm blanking on the name, but you're like, if, if you a can... Peter Bromka text came in and it wasn't like three pages long, I'd be like, this is a rip. <laughs> like, this is spam. This is spam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not clicking on that. There's no way it's him. Um, he's never that concise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a riot. Yeah, I don't um, know what the, I don't know what the name of that is, but um, there's, you know, I, I, just... I think that I've used that before, but not as a, like a fan. I think I signed up at one point. Um, I signed up for something for I thought it was super weird, and it happened to be the comedian Jim Gaffigan. Okay, the, the guy that makes all like the food jokes. 
Yeah. And um and so like I was like, what happens if you reply to this? And it had like I don't know if it was a bot or what, but like it would like actually kind kind of talk to you, but in a way that you community. knew. Community. Like, you know, community. Yeah. Okay. I was like, why does it sound like it's it's so such an obvious name? But I mean, Mike, for instance, the people you've had on your show, like they're. If you had Aaron Azar or something and she had a community, she's like, oh, I'll text you. I'd be like, that's probably going to get some funny stuff. It's probably going to be like, she's going to tell me about things she wants me to know about. Like, I would probably sign up, you know, like, I don't know. Um, right. Unless it was I'll, too much. I'll, and then I'll, 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 I'll float the idea and buy her. I'll see if she uses it. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I honestly, Mike, like, I feel I like mean, her this... audience would love it. This, right, no, I, like, think, I think your, your audience might like this. Like, maybe not like texting all year round or whatever, but like, the day or two before like a big event that you're going to be at like just start mass texting the people that opt in for that race like for that like new york experience and you could like literally be texting them every like in the morning like hey guys gonna be at such and such and everybody that's on this list knows like oh great yeah thanks for reminding me he's gonna be at the such and such shakeout we're gonna go so they don't go like i knew he i watched that youtube video a month ago I knew he was going to be here, but I totally blanked because I'm doing so much stuff. I mean, mm. I've heard that people have just run full marathons just to have the opportunity to meet Kafuzi. Like, they no, don't even no. train for their own personal experiences. <laughs> they really just want to get to New York. They want to be in that moment. Yeah, like, it's in, like, I saw this one YouTube video that says, BQ or bust to meet Kafuzi. No way. You did, no. Yeah, go check it out. You have to send me a link for that one. Because if someone did that, I'm yeah, I could, the least I could do is comment on it. So yeah, you'd be like, hey, buddy. I think, you know what? Never mind. I got you. I'll post one, I'll post one okay. tomorrow. Okay. I will say, I mean, I mean that idea of there being people who are genuinely trying to connect. Um, I became friends with Tommy Rives. And I said to him, I don't know what your Instagram, your Instagram, I doubt even works. And he's like, you won't believe like he genuinely feels horrible because people will like pour out their heart and tag him. And then like, if you have 300, 400,000 followers, it all just becomes a mush. Yeah. Like the app. And he, so I've sent him messages where like people I knew, you know, wrote something very genuine and he's like, thank you so much. Like I will comment and I'll like this. And I, he doesn't want those people to go feel like they were like mm -hmm. screaming into the ether and they got, nothing like he want, he's like i'm a regular guy but like these these systems don't scale once you have like that many followers um in 2019 so. i had a real life conversation with him via uh instagram dm oh yeah like, for like nice. 20 minutes we were just going back and forth about something and then then i think i got lost in the ether yeah he's a guy he's a good guy yeah. um you see his profile now says like for uh, for inquiries, maybe just don't. For inquiries, please just don't with a heart. Please just don't, like, because yeah. he's just like, I don't. He only has so much energy, and he's just trying mm -hmm. to like do the most he can. Um, but I mean, it can. So it's just these things. It's amazing how regular people can be, you know, shot into the ether for. Yeah. yeah, someone like Laura Green, I see is like she's a, she's presenting a stage for us, and so I mean she's still a real person. Like she and I'll message about stuff, but um, she's at least saying like this is the stage I'm like setting up and like I'm entertaining you. Whereas for a lot of people, they're like I'm being myself, and then people are like, is this a real person? And you're like, yeah, it's a real person. Um, 
So sorry, we've we've ventured into so many facets of all of this madness. I will say like some of the Instagram stuff has felt like like I think there's probably people out there who are thinking about how to like strategically grow their audience or makes maximize yeah. certain engagement. And I have never really seen much pattern with that stuff. The closest I've seen is a one-to-one of like when I've been collaborating with like in photos with people with a lot of followers, then I gain followers. I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah was, do, you, do you keep track of your Instagram follower account, Peter? Do you know what it is right now? Um, well, that was what was interesting. Like at some point I realized, oh, there's more people than I it's still so small like in the 10 plus thousand like but it's that's definitely like when it it's went to 10,000 I was like that's a, but it's 12.8 so yeah you're like this is officially <laughs> way more people than I know right like yeah. um and so there's all those I feel like I just have a drop of like how big that pool could be and how weird it could get for people um but I guess I've seen it as like well, I'll just keep trying to stay in a lane of genuinely like in stuff I'm interested in and not try to like overthink any of the maneuvers about these things. Um, do you do you ever look at like I mean you brought up Tommy Ribs and I feel like you guys have a different style like in terms of your writing. But I feel like a lot of the topics overlap and a lot of the emotions certainly do as well. Mm. Do you ever look at his and be like, well, he's figuring out a way to like not only do this, be authentic to himself, or at least I assume he feels like he's still being authentic to himself. That's how it feels to me. That's how I yeah. perceive it. And yet he's being able to at least make some sort of like, maybe not off Instagram, but that also helps to lead to as a platform, as a springboard to other things. Do you ever look at that and say like, that could be something to emulate or you just or like you know i just read the bio of don't bother me for inquiries like <laughs> no looking at someone like tommy ribs um it's a great question i think my joke it, the hilarious story from like back in 2019 i was like hey julia my wife like this guy tommy he has all these followers and you know he's really good looking and he's fast and she's like well you're good looking and fast Thank and then i so like much. pulled up a <laughs> picture of him and was like here's tommy and she's like okay he's very good looking like, <laughs> I'm just gonna act like this whole thing is about me. I'm just gonna say that out loud. Yeah, 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 Tommy. Oh yeah, Tommy, Fishy. it is about you. Um, Fishy. Fishy. I mean, I have, I and I've written about this a little bit in twenty coming out of the trials chase. Rivs was like, "Hey man, if there's stuff you want to do, we should talk about how you might pursue those dreams. Like, do you want to run races around the world? Do you want to like?" gather people to do take on something he's like because you could tell the story of that pursuit and then we could bring brands along um in short order after that he got really sick and it's like really taken his attention in a different direction um and then i think so to your point about like there are platforms i'm sure maybe you guys you guys could almost get into like the geeky nuances of different platforms and the the roles they play almost as different tools like he has this huge instagram following but he's an ifit coach and he has he gets employed by ifit and that's where a lot of his travel around the world is paid for um he was he is friends with the founder of ultra um the brand and so from yeah. uh early on in the days of running of th- that brand he was sponsored by them and he i got to see some of the maneuvers like we finished boston right next to each other 
Okay, so like I finish, I post a photo from Justin Britton who was up on the photo bridge where I'm smiling mm -hmm. and I'm like, yay. And then Pointy. he has a photo of him just going like, ah! Um, <laughs> <laughs> because he knew his buddy Paul would be over on like, yeah. like stage left yeah. and his buddy Paul would be shooting him. And so yeah. then, and he has a crop top on and he looks like a fucking... Ten million dollars, and I'm like, okay, like he is playing a game. He's playing some uh, chess. Yeah, here, and so I'm like, just like you, you picked up like 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 four hundred followers, and then he like <laughs> dropped like ten thousand at that same moment. Same same exact thing. And he's I got mean, his I, ultra hat, and like yeah, yeah, it's like he's he's playing a role, and he gets it. And I think, I mean, he, the thing I think I've mentioned this when when you meet him in person the first thing he'll say to other guys he's going to be running with is like, hey, I promise I'm not a douche like I might seem online. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's that way, but... Yeah, I don't think I anybody thinks he's a douche, I don't think. I think he knew that amongst the... This was at CIM 2019, so we're all like getting our bibs from the hotel suite, and he just knew like these are nerdy, introverted dudes who run like mm -hmm. 120 miles a week, and they probably think, who is this guy? He probably thinks he's a million... He's all that, mm -hmm. and he is so soft-spoken. But like, so it's it's it, he is genuinely like. I, to me, he speaks to his existence speaks to like the dichotomy that we have inside us. Like, he does genuinely want to rage on the like the course, and they'll say like, "Let's rage, let's go." And at the same time, he does it softly, and he's soft-spoken. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's made me think about like what would putting more stuff. I think it has to start. I mean, I'd have to ask you guys. It has to start with, like, what is your vision for what you want to see be created? And then you can back into, like, maybe there's a brand that would want to partner with me on that. Or what would that I look mean, like? Who could I bring along on that journey? I mean, it's, I think it's easy for me to say at this point. But I think that, like, you know, I think that's a really good example. I mean, because there are some people that are, like, you know, maybe possibly, like, built for that type of trajectory. You know, like, they're... Um, this is my Tommy Riz poster, by the way. <laughs> just yeah, just being who they are, you know, it just really works really well for this space. Um, and then you get you can really get caught up in trying to like emulate that or try to like be your version of that. And and I don't know like if that comes off as authentic as you like it to seem. And it may work a little bit, but then once you get to like a bigger platform and you start having people follow you more, and then you have to recreate this thing that you started with that maybe not may not be you and you may not be comfortable with like that's like my biggest fear or one of the one of my bigger fears is like going viral for something that isn't really me you mm -hmm. know then i have to mm -hmm. like then i and then every time i cross the finish line i have to go like ah you know what i mean like you have to do a thing um like i think like like matt Choi is a good example of like somebody who's like really like stepping it up like like skyrocketing like I think that's him, you know. I, I mean, it. You watching it, it may seem like he's like creating that, and I think he is. But at the same time, I think that like, <laughs> with the cameras off, he's probably very close to that, you know. Um, and if I tried to do that, maybe I could for a little bit, but it wouldn't be something that like that I would feel like I'd rather just have my own trajectory and see if I can make you know moves or plays like like that. Um, and I, that's, I guess that's my advice for anybody that's like trying to figure this space out is literally like just do what, you know, do what you do like that makes you feel good and just try to do that really well and try to document that well so that if people really like it, 
then it just it's fine. Like Laura Green, she she's having a really good time doing her thing, and she doesn't have to do like she doesn't have to do like with Lindsay, like with Lindsay Hine, like she has like the family involved and. You know, yeah. not involved, but like you know, there's no, there's not much transparency there really, and she doesn't have to go that way because that's just not her thing, and it is Lindsay's, yeah. you know. And I feel like people just, if you find your lane, just do it really well, and who knows where that takes you? Because like honestly, I honestly don't know why people follow me. Like I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, honestly, like because I know that people that I've had the same amount of followers as in the past, and I had a different like jump, and I just don't know. I'm not. I'm oh. not really sure. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that, though, because I know that I haven't done anything that's, like, an attempt to, like, get more followers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I think... Like, I think I, like, always, Fousey has I remember that really well because he's just doing his thing. Okay. And he's just... He likes it. So he likes shoes, likes to nerd out on shoes, and people like that, too. And then now he's like, oh, I'm going to document this trip. And people like that, too, you know? Like, you just do your thing and just do it really well. Well, I've joked about how like we can only those of us who love running, you can really only run like a very fractional part of the day. And so it is that thing of like, okay, I already ran this morning and <laughs> I still I love running, about? but I'm kind of tired. Oh, I'll, I'll watch this Kofuzi video who like is paying off like this thing I love, but like I'm not going to go do it again today. You know, so like you have that capacity for it. We could talk about these uh things at great length because what I've had to appreciate there's more noise and there's more people and there's more personas. I mean, to be totally honest, I don't want to come off wrong, but like Matt kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I first saw his persona, his like larger than life. Like he's a very, and what I appreciated, Mike Kafuzi, Mike Co, uh, you were having him on. I heard him, I watched you guys chat and like him say like, I might not be for everyone. And I am trying to like tell a story and, you know, bring people along and so I can appreciate that and I'm like okay yeah I like I've tried to I respect yeah. it I'm like okay um where I'm and I don't think there's any benefit to there being like tension in the running world like it's us versus them no it's just like there are, the running world can get so much bigger and it continues to grow and I think it could get way larger um and so what Matt for instance was saying was like I think there's a lot of people like me who would want to come on this journey um who are could follow maybe a and i so i've really i think my eyes have been opened a lot to how intimidating the running world can be um because i was sort of born into it and so i think i most closely relate to that tension around like not being good enough which is similar but different like i have always a Bired to be faster and always known the guys who were faster than me and so i have a deep appreciation for how humbling running can be which is different than not feeling like i was welcome mm -hmm. in the space and so yeah. that's what's been really i think cool for me to get to be a very like an observer a follower and observer of like people telling like here's here are the nuances that allowed me to feel welcome in this community or in this space and that's been like oh cool oh yeah as a straight white male like i didn't feel that much who who grew up running since a you know a kid like i didn't feel that much of an outsider um what does that feel like and so that's been helpful for me to just totally check uh, that well we've been talking for a while and i've been enjoying oh, this conversation yeah. but um peter you mentioned at the top that you had questions for us so i don't i don't want to bring you on here and then not let you ask any of those if you no, were, i mean well um, this is now We've been chatting forever. I mean, the thing I 
I actually think this should be like maybe the third edition of your show or something because I I would just love I wanted the first edition to be a little bit more of both of you telling what those inflection moments for each of you were because I'm aware you know it's it's hard to sometimes appreciate um like I you probably heard me say like did you guys read this a essay or have you heard of this essay because I'm never quite sure um so for both of you I would love maybe in a future episode like more of a backstory of like what did those inflection moments look like Mike, for you, like, okay, I'm going to put on a video. Okay, wow, this is becoming a thing. Um, and then I, I'm also, I think our audience, and I would be super curious about, like, what are the, what have been any stumbling blocks along that way? Like, things you've tried, you're like, turns out people aren't. I like, thought maybe someone would be interested in this, and turned out there's less interest, interested in that than this other thing. Because um, I think each of us, these paths are, like, evolving pretty organically, but with some strategy. And so it's like interesting to see how they've evolved. So I just wanted both of you to wind back the clock like a little further. And I'd love to hear more of that maybe in the future. You can elaborate now, but I'm like interested enough. I would listen to it for a while. Yeah, I think that'd be a great third episode because like, <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, I just said like a minute ago, I don't even know why people follow me for real. I mean, I mean, I respect, I appreciate it. And I think I know kind of, but I haven't really done a bunch of like, um, reflecting on like you know when Peter with Peter says like he's having a conversation like hey have you read did you did you did you read this article and I'm assuming that the, you you probably refer to moments that like you remember as like a moment that like something took a jump like you're not just randomly like hey have you read this one that you know really didn't change anything for you it wasn't really impactful mm -hmm. for yourself and maybe you didn't feel like it hit really hard but like you probably have moments where you just like this article was a turning point for me because of this, you know, um, and I just don't know. I think I've had, hmm. I think um, I, I briefly, I think I, I've start, I started doing stuff, and and it seemed like I I was just making content, um, trying to have fun with it. Uh, pandemic hit, I started like a little clothing line, um, and then started a show because I used the name of, that was the the words that were on my sh on the shirts to start the show that was a big point where it's like okay all of a sudden I'm talking to people that make sense in the running space brands were like kind of watching and mm. then from there it just seems like it was like like all of a sudden just random stuff happening and I like I like building relationships and like connecting with people so like it just seemed really fast from 2020 to now um but I haven't sat and thought about like the last three years that much actually like I've done some Mile, like milestone points like oh, I hit 5,000 followers and I did like a shoe giveaway you know hmm. um, so that was fun but I, I really honestly it's just it was a this has just been a bunch of like random ideas that I thought would be fun you know and I thought that would be cool to bring the people that follow me you know mm -hmm. and that's it and then if it looks cool that's great and that just that just is what it is I haven't had much like strategic like this is what I'm going to do here it goes. Like as the moment comes, I feel inspired, so I do a thing. Some things work, some things don't. Yeah, but also, even I mean, maybe this is always when people tell their story. Like, not everyone starts a clothing line in 2020, and and then like is like, well, this is clearly paired well with a podcast that like yeah. is fun yeah, to yeah. listen to. Yeah. Like, it's like it's easy for someone. It becomes. I think there's a theme there. It becomes like pretty common where for people to belittle sort of the secret sauce of like what. If you were too like, and then I try to be very genuine, 
<laughs> and then <laughs> and then I started telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like I put on a persona of someone who cares about other people's thoughts. You know, you're That's exactly like, what okay. I did. Thank you for <laughs> that was the turning point when I started to look like I cared. But I mean, like Mike, for you, is there a moment of like, I guess I'm gonna do this a lot. Not like I, I actually don't know this sort of like the trickle or the ascension of like the frequency even of posting. Yeah, well, I mean, I started out posting every day, so I was an yes. everyday like a family vlogger. So it wasn't even about running; it was just about like yeah. being a city dad. And like, I enjoyed making those movies, but like, it wears on you. It's a grind. And um, but like, the nice thing is you get to practice a lot making mm. videos and you also uh get to experiment a lot because it's like it's a it's a general interest vlog so like who who cares what's on here on any one particular day and so mm. at some point it just like started to switch over to i'm like oh if i bring a camera along while i'm running then i don't have to follow my kids around with the camera as much which i didn't mind doing because we're very you're very young and you know it's like kids are adorable and so it's like it's easy to do but i'm like you know i don't mind taking a little bit pressure off of some of the family time in terms of like needing to document it so much and so um that became a, a turning point for me in terms of like this just felt easier and it, i felt more comfortable not sharing so much of them and i'm like it's kind of hard to have a family vlog if you don't feel like putting your family in it and so i was like all right so then now what now what do i make videos about you know and so yeah. I, dab I dabbled with like do i show more of like the business that i was running or do i show more of the running that i was doing uh and the running just seemed to kind of catch and i was like well i also like this and it was a nice way to kind of like stay motivated and hold myself accountable to the 34 followers that i had at the time <laughs> you know and so like that kind of like was like one turning point that just shifted the direction of the content and then you know certain shoes that i did like there was like you know a pegasus at 30 300 miles reviewing the shoe at like end of life um and then starting to film some races the idea being like look everyone i'm never going to make a chicago marathon video and have mine come up in the search but mm. if i do the lakefront 10 mile, well now it does but like if i do like the lakefront 10 miler maybe i can get that one or can i do the uh color run 5k in Lincoln Park, you know, like maybe I'll maybe I'll get a couple of hits from people that maybe next year are trying to see what this race is like. And so that was like so that's how like filming races kind of started. Oh. Um, so then like shoes and races kind of became a big part of it along the way. And I was still trying to make video content every day. So I was like talking about what I'm doing for training because, again, I just I'm not a coach. I don't want to be a coach, but I needed something to talk about on a Thursday. You know, <laughs> so like that's kind of how a lot of the experimentation into the different formats happen. And then after a while you kind of figure out oh well, like shoes are a big deal events are a big deal new shoes at an event that's kind of like a really big deal you yeah. know so like those are the kinds of things that started out as being like oh hey look people seem to like this and now those are like tent poles in like the three ring circus of my kind of when did you figure out i mean you've said this to me I've been like, this reel of this shoe is better than any content that the brand has put out about that shoe. Like, when did that sort of hit you? Like, I can do this. Uh, you know, I, well, it's like, when did that start happening? I don't know. I started making reels of shoes not that long ago. Cause before oh, what yeah. it was like, Instagram was basically just like, Hey, I'll take 15 seconds from my run today just to show everyone that like, I bring this camera with me every day and every day i have footage and that's how i have this running footage so like all the review things that you're watching that's all authentic that's not like 
okay, on a Thursday, because I got this review coming up, set the camera down and run back and forth in front of it a couple times. No, I actually <laughs> took this for my 10 mile run. I actually took this for a 20 mile. I took it for a speed workout. And so that's kind of how it started, but people didn't really like that. And so like, I was like, do I really have all the energy to make a review video and a separate reel? I don't want to edit this thing twice, but I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? Let's start editing it twice. Um, and then like the terms of like the time on the calendar, when things come out, Instagram can still be more like kind of like more contemporaneous ish than the review, which might take two or three weeks of running before I can get that together. And so like, that's how things started coalescing. And at a certain point, um, it got to the point where I was like, all right, I need to make two separate piles of content. One that for Instagram that lives on its own and that isn't constantly like, hey, I made a new video, go check it out. I do that sparingly, but that's like some people, that's all their Instagram content. And it's like, go look at the YouTube channel. But I'm like, no, people came to Instagram to be on Instagram. So let's make Instagram content. And then I started making YouTube content for YouTube. And that's like a separate pile. And a lot of times they don't cross talk, you know, and so so like that's kind of something that i started doing recently and that's been like later kind of in it as i had like kind of like bandwidth and and pull from like being able to now do this full time so i have time to edit multiple times over the same kind of like concept um and iterate it finally according to the different platforms and so like that's much much later but the beginning the first inflection points were like let's bring a gopro to a race and see what happens Okay, that that makes total sense. I just had not totally followed that. Uh, I think you've mentioned that, guys. This has been so much fun, and I want to hear more about it. Um, we're about to create like a ultra marathon podcast. Like yeah, this, this is good, this good for the Saturday long run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're on mile twelve. Let's <laughs> keep pushing. <Yeah>. Keep. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. All right, no, well, no, thanks no so much, man. Yeah, keep keep uh, keep writing dope things, man. Because honestly, like I've literally like held a few of the you know, your insights on your own running. Um, it mm. it really has helped me in my like journey, especially in the last like six months. So I appreciate. Well, it. actually, I will say Matt Fitzgerald, the author, has said to me like, "Remember, like in the particular, there is the general." So like, there can the, this feeling of like in the personal, in the very pointed as an audience member, then we generalize. And so if you, it's okay to not speak in this voice of like, here's how, like, yeah. as the expert, just say like, I've tried to do that. So honestly, that that essay, Burn the Boat, was, I, I saw this very utilitarian. Like I was gonna put it out there and I thought people might be like, hey, good job, like, go for it, man. Like, you're gonna fail, but fun. And people have been like, no, I printed that out because like, it shows me, a ro- I created my own parallel roadmap to it for my own goal. And I'm like, whoa, that oh, was cool. so far beyond my expectation. And it's so awesome because it's so, mine was detailed to me. And so therefore theirs yeah. is not one-to-one. Theirs becomes detailed to them. And I think that's what we, we've all sort of been circling is this thing of like, stay true to what is, you're actually experiencing and um and then people will take from it what they will yeah and i'll just i'll say too like because i think i mean i'd second that because i think one i mean i think you you do, you do see a lot of people like it may, maybe i'm projecting but like a lot of people maybe overshare because they see people sharing and so they're like well i'm gonna share everything and i think you just have to like responsibly share but i just mm. before i the reason i'm, I'm kind of prefacing what i'm gonna, about to say is one of the posts that uh that like one of my favorite posts like of all time for of, for myself was one um, that like for some reason the song that I used in that reel 
like sent me down a road of like I want to write something about how I feel at this moment. It really didn't have a ton to do with the video at all, but it, I mean it kind of worked out like so nobody read it like what's that got to do? It kind of all kind of played together, but it it was like a it was a like I mean I shed a tear like writing it, you know what I mean? And it was just so real to me, but the feedback that I got because I didn't write it in this like weird like depressing way it was like other people reached out and said thank you so much for sharing this I feel this I feel that like it's it's there's a there's a lot of connection in sharing you know like your 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 real story um, and I learned that like in different like I just learned that from you know my sobriety walk is sharing change, people sharing in those rooms their real lives sh like saved mine you know so yeah. I think that that's that authenticity thing like whatever you really feel like you want to share is what you should and mm -hmm. Matt Choice is is how how he's sharing that and Laura Green mm -hmm. is how she's sharing that she, don't see other people and be so inspired that you're sharing someone else's version of your story right. or overthinking what am I yeah, yeah to be true yeah. self-reflective of like exactly. putting on a persona yeah no that's great thanks for sharing that all right, guys. I love this conversation. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thanks, everyone, if you made it all the way to the end. You'll have to let us know <laughs> if you did. We really appreciate you guys. We really do.